you know what that sound means? It's now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. I got you for 15 minutes. I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time this week on Now Streaming. Thanks for joining us on Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host, Handsome Drew, joined tonight, as always, with Drew with a U and my best friend, Kyle Cox. And uh, it's another time for now streaming. And guys, I have some opinions that I have to share with you immediately. Lay it on us. Come on. So, uh, so first of all, you guys know me. I'm like the resident Disney Plus guy. I'm getting the most out of my Disney Plus. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Is it true you have the Disney castle tattooed on your lower back? No, but it, it, it is next. It is my next one. I'm trying to incorporate it into a, a whole mural with uh, all the all the major characters out of Disney. You know, just... Wow. Oh, yeah. Can't it's going to be a whole thing. It's Check the Twitter whole, page. It's going to be a chest hat like uh, AJ McCarron from Alabama. I don't know if you remember him. Whoa. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Back to the point of the podcast, <laughs> as I tell you things I've been streaming. Um, first of all, I don't know if you guys saw Jungle Cruise when it came out uh, Ooh, in no theaters, but it has now dropped on Disney+. Plus. I don't think oh, okay. I've been on the ride, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> uh, to be clear, I haven't either, but okay, they put good. The Rock and Emily Blunt in a movie, and I'm going to watch it. You're not, not going to go see that. I I really like Emily Blunt and I really like The Rock and I saw the trailers for that movie and I was like this looks terrible I'm not gonna spend money on this movie was it bad uh, No I actually really liked it I had a good time oh, Okay uh, Okay It was not a movie I feel like I need to see more than once Yeah But I was not upset about watching it I had a really great time um, It was what I expected it to be Emily Blunt was strong charismatic badass. Uh, the Rock was funny, quippy. Uh, he made a lot of puns, which actually became more endearing as the movie went on. Um, but someone sent me an article later, and uh, I think it's from The Verge. I want to give credit where credit is due. But basically outlining how this movie is exactly the 1999 The Mummy. And Is it really? It basically is. It's That's so a great awesome. movie. At what point Brendan Fraser show up? Because then I'm in. It has all my money. So, so that's the thing is like they're trying to outline how Emily Bunn is basically Rachel Weiss and uh, The Rock is basically Brendan Fraser. Like their characters are the same and they're, uh, but it's the chemistry isn't as great. Uh, so it's wow. like they try to capture. Uh, I think the quote that they use in the article is like it's like they tried to recreate the mummy in a lab. But then in between creations, we're taking lines of cocaine. Um, <laughs> wow. Because there's just like some really high paced action throughout it. And it's yeah. just like, it's crazy. But it's like, it almost has no beats throughout. Um, if but Disney had marketed time. this movie as the mummy on, on water, I would have watched it immediately. Oh, wow. And, and I would have spent all my money. And cocaine, yes. Amazonian <laughs> water cocaine mummy. I'm all for. It seems like a movie about nothing that is going to be way better than it deserves to be. 
Uh, yeah. Way. So I, I really enjoyed it. And to be clear, I haven't been on the ride either. So I have like no heartfelt love for this, but it's uh, good to hear. It, it's a good one. It's a good stream. Uh, if you've got a couple hours and just looking for a family friendly movie. Um, another movie I I've been, I just streamed. I think it just came out this weekend is red notice. And I yes. don't know if either one of you watched this. I did. I did. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, stop living under a rock. Red Notice is The Rock again, and Ryan Reynolds, uh, the dream team that everyone's been asking for, uh, mm-hmm. and Gail Godot just being, you know, bad at acting still. Um, oh no! Don't say that. Uh, I, like I, have, opinion. You take I it have opinions. You take it. Oh wow! Back, sir. I thought she was great in Red Notice, though. I thought she was fine. She was yeah. fine. There wasn't a whole lot asked of her besides being really pretty and and kicking Ryan Reynolds' butt a whole lot. Uh, like she didn't have to yes. carry a whole lot of scenes. No, uh, that movie was exactly what I expected it to be. It was The yeah, Rock 100%. and Ryan Reynolds just having funny dialogue back and forth, mm-hmm. intercut by cool action scenes, uh, and also Ryan Reynolds just basically being Deadpool in every movie he ever does. Yes. Now. I can I interject two points here before yes, you move please. on. So first one, you know I don't like car chase scenes. So. When Ryan Reynolds is leaving the, the museum and he's got the egg and he yeah. gets on the little bike and the rock gets in the car and he pulls off. I was like, son of a gun. Like, like no, the movie just started, but like, can we not start off with a car chase scene? And then he gets slammed by an 18 wheeler or whatever, gets in a wreck and he can't chase him. I was like, yes, this movie's great. We've avoided the pitfall of the I car chase in the first act. I immediately thought of you when I saw that. I was like, Kyle <laughs> is so happy right I now. I was so happy. I really was. Uh, my, my favorite line from the movie, which is a movie full of great one-liners, is when Ryan Reynolds and The Rock are walking down to the to the Nazi basement thing looking for the egg. And The Rock says, like, where do you think we'll find it? And Ryan Reynolds says, probably in the box labeled MacGuffin. <laughs> yes. I cracked yes. up. I could not stop laughing I, man, he's just so great. And then yeah. and even when he's not Deadpool, which is a character that's allowed to break the fourth wall, he still says stuff like the box labeled MacGuffin. And it's just like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So uh, here's one thing that I have noticed about Ryan Reynolds in all of his movies. He will hold things very close to his body and like right in front of him. And then he will casually toss them away. Yeah. And he does it in every movie. Uh, as far back as I can remember, like back to Van Wilder and, and like waiting, this is like a thing he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it's like to show that he d- cares about nothing or like what his deal is, but someone find me a super cut of Ryan Reynolds casually <laughs> tossing things. I want that. That's my challenge to the internet. Someone find this for me. Uh, I will watch it every day because it's beautiful. Mm. Ryan Reynolds, American treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, I just started streaming Young Justice on HBO Max. I had watched the first two seasons previously, and then uh, I didn't pick it back up when the third season came out in 2019, uh, which was a mistake of me. But then the fourth season is like coming out each week now, and uh, it's good. Guys, if you haven't watched Young Justice, go get that. I quite enjoyed the first two seasons, yes, as well. Oh, okay. Can y'all – it's not normal that I'm – I'm behind on superhero stuff. What is the premise of Young Justice? I mean, it's like a uh, revamping of Teen Titans, like but okay. with a different cast. So they get they don't have to bring any of the same characters, although they bring some of them. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So it, think about, do you remember the Saturday morning cartoon Justice League from when we were kids? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that same animation. Okay. Um, so that same style, but then it's mm. about young justice. So it's about Robin and Nightwing and uh, okay. Superboy cool. and Wonder and whatever. But then they also get the original Justice League mixed back in that. Okay. Um, it's it's really good. It's a great time. If I recall, cool. the first two seasons were incredible, but like toy sales were abysmal, and so they got canceled. And then everybody oh, okay. who watched the show was like, "No, no, no, that was great. Please, please, we want to watch it. We're just too old for." statues yeah it's like the people who are watching this are not the people who are buying toys um so give (laughs) us our show back please uh and then the last one and guys i'm like i would almost say stop listening to this podcast right now and go stream this thing immediately it doesn't take too much time it's only 15 minutes it's called olaf presents it's on (laughs) disney plus and there's five different episodes of olaf doing three minute cuts of his own take on Disney stories. Yeah. Uh, he does little mermaid, wow. Moana, lion King, um, tangled and something else. I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but God, they're so funny. I laughed out loud every time I rewatched them like two days later when other friends came over, it costs you nothing. It's, it's <laughs> 12 to 15 minutes. And they're so funny. Yeah. Uh, so I have almost two-year-old daughter who loves Frozen. So we've watched Frozen, Frozen 2. We've watched the Lego Frozen. We've watched the Olaf Presents. We, we've, I, today, uh, so I had her on two, on Monday night. I was just like out of things to like show her about Frozen. And I couldn't watch Frozen 2 again. Uh, so I just like kept going down to find Frozen-related things on Disney+. Plus. And I found uh, something titled Into the Unknown, Making of Frozen 2, The Making of Frozen 2. Um, and I was like, well, you know, this at least will probably be interesting for me because I can see how the movie was made or whatever behind the scenes and she'll still get her songs and animation and stuff. And I was wrong because she didn't like it at all, but I loved it. And if you are interested in like how things get made, especially uh, animated stuff, I, I, my mind was blown. Uh, and I know we don't have a ton of time to spend on the making of Frozen 2, uh, but it was super, super interesting. And it was showing kind of the timeline of how the movie was made. How would you uh, relate this to the Mandalorian behind the scenes, like table round read? So the the Mandalorian, that's a really great question. Why are we going to go? Almost like a real functioning podcast. Uh, the, the Mandalorian table read of the directors was after they'd already filmed it, after they'd already edited it after they after the fans had already seen it uh this was a documentary of the two lead directors the producer and all of the artists and idina menzel and Kristen bell and josh gad and jonathan groff and i'm sure i'm forgetting some other people uh as they're making the movie so like and it was crazy i I always just thought that like you know you have a script done it's locked you go you film the scenes you draw what you gotta draw you know you're done and then the rest is just editing guys when i tell you this is insane to me they were saying like five months until the premiere of the movie and they almost threw out the big song um show yourself which is my favorite song of the movie they because they're like it's just not right it's not working and so but you get to see like the the producers the directors the artists um and then the the music the people behind the music the composers all like trying to figure out like okay this isn't working like we gotta scrap it we gotta throw stuff out 
Like I can't, I just couldn't believe that these movies that take so long to make are so last minute to the point where like two months until like their final screening, they still changed parts of the script because the kids they screened it for like didn't understand, you know, why Elsa did what she did or whatever, which actually makes me feel better about Frozen too. Cause I, when I first saw it, I was like, this is filled with exposition and I don't like it. But then you realize <laughs> you watch this, you watch this show and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Like they showed it to six year old kids who either hadn't seen frozen or they're dumb kids. They forgot about frozen three years ago. So they had to kind of like re-explain what happened in the first one. Um, but it was really, really cool. And I encourage you, if you just like want to see what like part of the movie making process, even though it's about a kid's movie, which I think is a great kid's movie, by the way, I, I thoroughly enjoyed frozen to the making of frozen Two. really, really cool. Disney plus is great. So that is one thing I think is interesting about Disney plus is that they, uh, are making content. And then I think because they are acknowledging their lack of new content, they are also <laughs> creating, this is how we made our last content. <laughs> and they're doing it for everything. The Marvel yeah. universe, the Star Wars universe, uh, like the high school musical universe, like whatever. They have the like, here's the show. Here's the behind the scenes show. And it's like, why don't you just, I don't know, make a different thing. We're six months out from the next Disney Plus release being, here's Lin-Manuel Miranda reacting to the behind the scenes <laughs> of Frozen 2. Which honestly, I'd watch. I'd watch that. Um, and then Drew, one note I had from Red Notice that you didn't hit on uh, was, did you notice the aviation gin plug? Yes, absolutely. I called it immediately. It was, I, I thought we were going to have three more. I, I was surprised the Rocks tequila brand didn't make an appearance. It was. It was in there. Uh, it was Termana in that or whatever it's called? When the rock sits at the bar and like uh, and scene three or whatever, and yeah. the bartender pours him a thing, that's Termana. Okay, so I was looking for it and I couldn't read the label. So I was like, oh, probably. But then when you see the aviation gin one, it's from behind. And unless you've bought a bottle of aviation gin, you wouldn't know it. And then later on they come back and you see the you see the and aviation gin label, which I thought so, was so both labels are from behind. So you can't actually oh, okay. see the label. You just see the so bottle, but yeah. It's wink, wink, nod, nodding at you. Yeah, um, I, I appreciated that. <laughs> other things that were streaming, uh, guys, I talked to you about Midnight Mass, which was Mike Flanagan uh, starring his wife, whose name I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, the scary TV show that was on Netflix. Um, it's a big I streaming it's Mrs. deal. Mrs. Flanagan? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I went back and watched one of his earlier movies called Hush. Uh, it is on the Netflix as well, so I believe. Creepy. So creepy. Dude, yeah. So it's about a, a deaf and mute girl who lives by herself being terrorized by someone trying to kill her. Uh, and it is horrifying. And you always think about how, like, when you're in a scary movie, most of the scariest parts of the movie is the score that is building and building. And then as soon as that character, you know, as soon as they close the cabinet door, like in the mirror, somebody's going to be behind them. And this yeah. movie does the exact opposite, where, like, she can't hear anything. And so when it's at its scariest, it's giving you her point of view where there's no sound and it's just her looking around like i know someone's trying to kill me i can't hear where they are it's horrifying oh, <laughs> but God. it's a really good movie i i really enjoyed it i was i sweat through my shirt i was terrified the whole time um so mike flanagan i'm trying to get through all of mike flanagan stuff but he's on the rise one of my favorite directors and finally i finished hunger games mocking j part two i left out mahershala ali when i was talking about the great cast that was added the last two movies mm. And the girl from Game of Thrones who shaved her head, can't remember her name. 
uh, and the uh, the mute uh, the mute camera guy in uh, in Mockingjay Part One and Part Two is the guy from from Mighty Ducks. Ninety eight percent sure about that. Yeah. And the the lawyer friend from Daredevil. You you pick up what I'm putting oh, down? Yeah, 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 yeah. No uh, idea what his name is, but no. I was like, your face is so familiar. <laughs> He's from Mighty Ducks. He was one of the Bash Brothers, I'm pretty sure. Oh, the Bash Bros, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the only thing I had to say, I'm not going to wrap this up. I've gone long. Uh, my favorite part about the Mockingjay Part 2 was the execution scene when uh, Katniss has decided not to kill President Snow and kills President Coin. That was a really cool shot. And even though you could see it coming, that was really, really great. And then the scene when Finnick uh, died, the guy with the little trident thing, that broke me. I think I cried. I'm pretty sure I was fighting back tears. It's stupid. This is a movie that came out 15 years ago based on a young adult novel. And I'm crying. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that's the sign of a good movie, I guess. That it, it, uh, it made me cry. And I really enjoyed it. So I, if there's any other franchises besides Fast and Furious that I need to get into, somebody throw them my way. Because as long as it's not Fast although apparently Ryan Reynolds is in Fast and Furious. Nobody told me this. Very, very small cameo roles. I think... Is okay. he Hobbs and Shaw only, or is he in other ones? Is he in like two, maybe? The the description for Red Notice is like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds team up from their Fast and Furious days. And I was like, there he was in Fast and Furious. What? So I might just go find which one Ryan Reynolds is in and watch that one, and that'll Rock. kickstart my Fast and Furious love. The Rock plays like the FBI agent, and then Ryan Reynolds is like the CIA agent, like that cold. You know, we're mm-hmm. two different government agencies, except the movies. Who's got jurisdiction? Rock. Yeah, okay. so he's probably got jurisdiction. Yeah, The Rock definitely gets the jurisdiction. Uh, but I think those are all phenomenal recommendations, and you should all go out and watch those and make them your streaming. Now, I have not watched a lot of movies this week, but I do have one that I wanted to circle back to, and that's The Eternals. Now, I heard I heard you watched please. it. I did. Please tell fact, us that we're wrong. Let's talk. Eternals. I will, in fact, and I apologize for the weird editing on this, but at this point in the podcast, Drew Allen started talking about the Eternals, and this launched us into a long discussion about the Eternals that we decided was its own podcast. So if you would like to listen to that, please stay on this podcast, NTPYD, not the podcast you deserve, and be aware there are spoilers ahead.